WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. From a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate Breaking news, he supplies it And you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it He's talking about all the sports And he's also a hashtag dork And the father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad for you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight Six to ten, more like six to midnight Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too Doing this since the Rich Keith Project Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content KWFE on WEEI It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy nearly a quarter of a century since we announced a new head coach and today I'm happy to welcome you all here as we introduce the 15th head coach of the New England Patriots Gerard Mayo All right, let's hear it for him. That's how it started today down in Foxborough as Gerard Mayo was officially introduced as the next head coach of the New England Patriots. It was Gerard Mayo. It was Robert Kraft. A lot of questions and answers. We'll get into all of it, but it is a Wednesday night edition of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. It's a full-tang program. We are joined by Nick Fitzy Stevens. Fitzy, how are you, sir? Oh, Rich, I got to tell you right now, I am absolutely on top of the world, me, you, we're just a couple of Thunder Buddies talking some football. Thunder Buddies. Let's start there because that, I think, is right up our uh, it, right in our wheelhouse here. So if you missed any of the press conference today, maybe you've sort of read some of it online or you've seen snippets of it. Not only did Gerard Mayo reveal that his nickname for Robert Kraft is Thunder, mm. he said it, I think, a thousand times. He over under is like 19 and a half. Sometimes it was twice within a response. He was like, as Thunder said, here's Thunder. I was like, what the hell? What, what is this? I found it very odd. I found it extremely odd that he called him Thunder. Now, I prefer that than Mr. Kraft. A lot of people say Mr. Kraft, to which I always say, we're all adults here. You don't need to Mr. somebody. It's It's Robert. Or Kraft, call it Robert. You know, it doesn't need to be Mr. Kraft. But he went the complete other way. Thunder. He called him Thunder all the time. And I, like, it's not just me, right? That's weird. That's odd. Oh, no. Okay. No. Okay. No, no. A lot of people found it particularly somewhere between bizarre, yes. fetish-like, and off-putting. Like, <laughs> we get it. You I, guys get along. You've got a vibe. You're, like, you're Thunder buddies. You call him Thunder. But he kept saying it. Over. Like, to a point where. Over again. Yeah, he said it like, I think Andrew Callahan at one point tweeted out mid-press conference, like, just for the record, I think Gerard Mayo has called Robert Kraft Thunder 10 times. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, you know what? I can probably actually get the exact number. Thunder. Yeah. So so he calls him, so he says he's a young Thundercat, right? So according to the transcript that I just pulled up, it's eight, which is, eight. feels light, but again, sometimes it was like rapid fire or it was back-to-back. -back. 
But in almost all of his responses, he was like, because he referenced Bill a lot. We could talk about that. There's a lot of references to Bill Belichick, but it was also, you know, what he learned from both Bill and Thunder or what Belichick or what, you know, what Thunder would say or what, what Thunder just said. I was like, what on earth is this? Why are you calling him Thunder? And why are you doing it so many times? It's one thing if you thought, hey, this is kind of a charming little anecdote. Maybe I'll just mention that, like, we get along so well that we have nicknames for each other. And he's like, Thunder. No, but he just stuck with it the whole time. He rode that bit all the way to the finish. And you have to wonder, (laughs) in addition to how bizarre a lot of the audience found it, and I imagine uh, the audience at large being Patriots fans tuning in, but also, what do you think now? Doesn't this all and also doesn't this give some credence to Bill Belichick just finding their entire relationship bizarre or Mayo quote rubbing some people in the building the wrong way over the past year yeah. or at least this season? Because if Belichick's like, all right, I'm pretty much on my way out the door. It's not the collaborative effort it used to be. They're blaming me for this. I blame them for that. Meanwhile, I got Thunder Buddy, who I basically trained, <laughs> who, who Tom Brady called Gerard yes. Belichick 15 years ago. Right. Now I've got Thunder Buddy behind me, and they've got little pooky nicknames for each other. I can't wait to get out of here. Well, you know, it's funny. You mentioned the Gerard Belichick line. So there's an old clip going around right now of uh, it's Tom Brady, Matt Light, Kevin Falk, I believe, uh, no, being interviewed by Zoe. Zolak, yeah. Yeah. And so Zoe's interviewing those three. And so this it looks like a younger Brady. So I don't know what year this took place in, but it was a long time ago. And they're sort of asking him, like, who has say in the locker room or who does this out of the other thing. And uh, Matt Light refers to Gerard Mayo as Belichick's son. And then Brady calls him uh, Gerard Belichick. So the way I look at this, and you know what? Good for Gerard Mayo because it's worked for his career. Doesn't mm-hmm. he, Don't you get the sense that he might have been a bit of a, for lack of a better word, a butt kisser to Belichick early on, knowing that that'd be good for his career. And then he kind of pivoted into being a butt kisser for Kraft. And that clearly has been good for his career as well. Is that too, is that too uh, cynical or do you think that's what was going on? Uh, yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder, like there, there had been intimations and rumors years ago that there were people that maintained and curried favor with the organization, especially ownership. And they called them backstairs boys, I think. Yeah. Guys that would sort of like, you know, after things would get done in the football offices, practice field, the sideline, they would take the back stairs up and go talk to the JAKs and the RKKs of the world. Uh, I I can't confirm or deny any of it, Mm -hmm. but this does sort of make you wonder, like, if this is just his – was Gerard Mayo always such a commanding presence? Did it almost just sort of seem like he was always such a coach in waiting that Belichick Jonathan Kraft, Robert Kraft, and all, and of course his teammates, couldn't just help but sort of like bust his balls for being a little bit of a kiss ass. Yeah, like even without him going so far as to be like a an overt ass kisser as well. Uh, right. I would hate to think that's how he got the job. I mean, it does seem like because we'd be taking no, but talk a lot about, away from talk the guy's about an, football acumen. Oh yeah, no, but talk about like an inside job though. I mean, uh, this was this job. We've known for years now, apparently, that Gerard Mayo was going to have this job. Like, like Robert Kraft did not need to do any kind of search at all. It was Gerard Mayo. It was always going to be Gerard Mayo. And we'll see because I think Gerard Mayo does come across as an impressive guy and someone that could be a good leader of a football team and, and could sure. coach well. Now, I still think he's in a tough spot. I mean, 
You you might be a good coach in the NFL, and we might never know about it if you don't have a good quarterback and your GM stinks. And right now, they still don't have a GM. They have GM by committee. There's, GM stinks. We have no idea. There's no GM. There's no, there's no GM, and there's no real quarterback. Even though another awkward little thing, Mac Jones was there today. What was Mac Jones doing there? It, Mac Jones had to have been there today trying to like, hey, hi, Gerard. I'm here. Hey, Thunder. Hey, Thunder Buddies. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm here. Just wanted you guys to know, I I still care. No, you're not a Thunder Buddy. I'm here. No, you're not a Thunder Buddy. Get out of here. So that was sort of a, a weird thing. The weirdest was the uh, the Thunder line. The other thing that really jumped out to me today is this was this might have been my favorite thing that Gerard Mayo said because as much as I was sort of like, oh man, as of right now, it feels like Bill Belichick gone. Maybe everybody else back. Like this team needs a lot more changes than that, and. This was sort of buried in one of the answers, but to me was the most important thing Mayo said today. Obviously, the staff that I've been working with isn't the staff that I've chosen. Here we go. So that uh, sounds like a guy that wants to make some major changes to the staff. Yeah, that sounds like someone who doesn't want to just, quote, run it back. Yes. Now, stories began, Rich. I think I, I – let me actually pull this up on Twix platform right, right now. Okay. I think I have this from Jeff Howe. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Howe tweeting out earlier today because I think he noticed there was a lot of online brushback towards the whole Thunder nickname and the staff and uh, here you go um, and the fact that like people are getting promoted that n- people have never heard of before and they're wondering if ownership has basically taken over operations because not like even Mike Reese's first question today oh right out of to shoot do with yeah who's going to be the GM and how you know who's going to be the who will make the final call? Who will oversee player personnel in these final roster decisions? All right, so how tweets out four hours ago. I understand why Patriots fans wanted more answers today, but consider context. Mayo was promoted Friday and immediately lined up calls with front office and coaching candidates that day. Much of the current staff is still on vacation this week. Why they're still in the review stage? He goes on later. With so many openings moving parts around the league, it takes patience to fill out a staff. To the second point, Calling families back from vacation in this setting isn't going to do Mayo any long-term favors. So, again, patience. You can't answer everything on just day six. All right. So, hmm. okay, there's that. But let's just very simply put, let's start with this. How do you think Gerard Mayo did today? Gerard Mayo, the head coach, the media presence, the leader of men, uh, the figurehead for the New England Patriots football team, did very well. I think Mayo, as far as showcasing charisma, intelligence, uh, a fear, fearlessness and ability to speak in a good public forum, articulate his thoughts, have a little swag, have a sense of humor, all that. I thought that part of him was great. It feels like Gerard Mayo is now this hybrid personality of football experience. Uh, he's an Optum PR guy. I yeah, heard about uh, that. Yep, feels like he's <laughs> heard about that a few times. Yeah, is he still is he well, still you know, working also, for them? Like, well, good like, lord! Now the fact that he used to like do quick slants with Tom Curran comes into play, so he's a little bit of a polished media presence. Yeah, and then you know, like the Patriots tweet out this video before you get to them in the lighthouse bar doing the whole grand presentation gala and intro presser today, and it's Mayo. Finally, we get all this uh, all this footage that they've been holding on to of Mayo mic'd up on the sideline talking to his guys like. He's bold, he's brash, he's loud. Like, like on the sidelines, he is definitive and he is a powerful presence. But today, 
you know, he walks in in like the black suit and the black, like a black T-shirt. Like he was definitely a much more. Con- that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, Today was about football operations, the optics of Patriots leadership, and being a complete one eighty from everything non-communicative and Belichickian over the past couple of years or right. two decades. Yeah, I thought Gerard Mayo overall was very good. I think the thund- the Thunder stuff was very strange and very odd, but I thought for the most part, for what he could answer, he did. Mm-hmm. And I think in a way, you were damned if you did, damned if you didn't talk about Bill Belichick. If you didn't mention Belichick at all, it would have been kind of weird. He was the coach for the last 24 years. Uh, Gerard Mayo played for him, then was on the staff with him. But they also talked about him a lot, and I also think they did take some shots at him. So I'm curious for a lot of the fans, maybe even half the fan base that was out there, that loves Bill Belichick and thought he should have had a job for life. We talked to a lot of those people over the last couple of weeks, Fitzy. They got to be kind of pissed with how the day went and, and how it sounded. I'm, I'm curious how people feel overall. Do you feel better, worse, or the same after last week? Last week, Bill Belichick out. The next day, Gerard Mayo in. Bill doesn't answer any questions. Robert Kraft does. He answers them again today. And also of note, which we can get to throughout the night, is no Jonathan Kraft. Jonathan Kraft was not there. Robert had some sort of excuse for why he wasn't there. I'm not really buying it. I think they're already reading some of the backlash that was there, that fans are afraid that Jonathan Kraft is going to have more say on the football moves than he will. Yeah, Jonathan got called off to uh, something with the paper company. Yeah, yeah, something that's just as important, maybe even more important than the New England Patriots who we own, and it's our most favorite thing in the world. But he's definitely cleaning up that mess. So. I don't buy it, but there's so much to to, to pick apart. What, are, what what jumped out to you guys out there? 617-779-7937. Gerard Mayo introduced as the 15th head coach of the New England Patriots. Fitz and I both think Mayo handled it well. We'll talk about what we thought of uh, Robert Kraft today and his intro and his Q&A. Uh, so we'll get to all that with you guys. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. Full four-hour program right now. Here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Boy, what a day. Let's get you a quick trending brought to you by East Coast Metal Roofing. The introductory press conference for Gerard Mayo as the new head coach of the Patriots went down today in Foxborough around noon. Gerard Mayo now becomes the 15th head coach of the New England Patriots, first African-American head coach of the team, and also the first former player to coach the Patriots. Both Kraft and Mayo fielded questions from the media, and when asked about a possible GM hire, Kraft had this response. We want to see what we have in-house, look what's out there in the marketplace, and then do what we think is right. I know people have ideas. I can just assure you, any decision we make at this time will be to try to give the support to Gerard and put the organization in the best place it can. After the press conference, the Patriots announced that Robin Glazer has been named the Patriots Executive Vice President of Football Business and Senior Advisor to the Head Coach. Glazer served as New England's Senior Vice President of Business Affairs and Chief Administrative and Compliance Officer. She has been a senior executive with the Kraft Group since 2007. Celtics putting their perfect 19-0 at-home record on the line tonight when they'll welcome San Antonio into the TD Garden. Tip-off from Causeway Street at 7.30. After being questionable, Kristaps Porzingis and Derek White are both out for tonight's game. However, Drew Holiday 
will play. The Bruins have the night off tonight. They're back on the ice tomorrow night when they'll host the Avalanche at the TD Garden. Puck drop at 7 p.m. Again, trending brought to you by East Coast Metal Roofing, the official roofing partner of the Boston Celtics. Act now, save 10% during their winter work special. I'm Stids. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming right up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEI is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Uh, Thunder, I call him Young Thundercat. You know, has a has a young heart. Thundercat. Thundercat. Not a yes, sir. Not a follower. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder, feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. He's heading back from somewhere that he never should have been. In the thunder roll. In the thunder roll. Thunder, 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 Great work by Fitzy putting that together. Of course, uh, that is the nickname for Robert Kraft. Something we learned today. I bet most of you did not know that. Gerard Mayo, the now head coach of the New England Patriots, calls Robert Kraft Thunder, and he's not joking because he did it several times throughout the entire press conference. And that might be my biggest knock against Mayo today, as strange as that is, but it's worth mentioning. It's worth talking about because it was just it was very odd. But he stuck with it because he mentioned it early. I think Right out of the shoot, he goes, I appreciate you, Thunder. And then he mentions wh- why he got the name. He's like, he loves Thundercats. And, he's, you know, Kraft's young at heart and all this stuff. But then he kept it up the re- the rest of the press conference. It's very strange. Very, very strange. Yeah, glad he doesn't call him, like, Mumra or Chitara or... <laughs> he could have. He could have. Just calls him... Because he's a young Thundercat. Okay, all right. It's a callback. Better than Silverhawks yeah. or G.I. Joe or whatever else. But you could have just said it once or twice. And then we would have gotten it and said, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But then called him Robert or Mr. Kraft the rest of the way. But like continuing with it struck an odd tone. And this is <laughs> really to say did. the least. It really did. To see. I mean, I, I kept reading like either in my mentions or just from Patriots fans I follow or who the Twix platform constantly uh, funnels into my feed. Like cringe, awkward, weird, you know, almost to the point where I would have suggested like we could have boom roasted just the the very name or the nickname of Thunder tonight. But this all comes in. Rich, do you feel like this, for somebody like Mayo, who speaks so well and who didn't seem at any moment today, like the, or at any point today, that the moment, the, the moment of the big presser was too big for him in any way, shape, or form, do you think, like, the Thunder goofiness and then, you know, the, the inability to be able to say like you know what he's what he's gonna he didn't talk a lot of football today it was all a lot about football operations there was not a lot of football stuff today racism tearing down silos yeah. collaborative echo chamber, oh, like, echo where chamber. Was the whole... there was yeah uh real quick do you know how many times gerard mayo referred to robert Kraft as robert during the press conference one that'd be zero times 
That'd be zero? Yeah, was, I was going to say zero. It was zero times. I mean, I did a quick all look at it thunder. here. It was all thunder. <laughs> it was thunder so the whole time. Yeah, but I also, so it's tricky because if he went up there, and I know some people's response might be there wasn't really, we don't really know what the mentality is. A lot of what Gerard Mayo was saying is he wants to be a teacher. He wants to teach everybody, and that's really important to him. And so people are asking the question, what are you teaching? Like, what is what is your philosophy? What is your mindset? All that stuff. Although I also remember Joe Judge sounding like an absolute idiot a few years ago when he took the Giants job and he was out there. Well, maybe I can explain that a little bit better, but instead of saying, who am I? By telling you what's relevant in this conversation with being a coach of the New York Giants, what I'm about. And what I'm about is an old school physical mentality. See, if I heard any of that, I'd be like already out. Even if he, you know, you coach defense, you want your defense to be physical, you want your defense to be tough, but it just sounds so corny especially in 2024 to be like we're gonna punch you in the snout like that's what joe judge basically said a couple years ago that was doomed from jump street as soon as you saw joe judge as soon as you watched adam gase as soon as you saw some of these other guys take on their press coverage like this ain't gonna work the one kind of exception and hart and i talked about it last night was nick sirianni's press conference he sounded lost and confused and he had a couple of really good years now Oh, he's suddenly trending very uh, down, <laughs> very down. I, I mean, like you know, I, I don't know what the exact odds are right now for Bill Belichick's next destination, but it did take years ago. Been, yeah, uh, I think it took five, six, or seven days for Peterson to be dismissed when he was uh, fired. Just a couple of years coming yeah. off a of Super Bowl, like yep. I don't think the Cowboys or the Eagles are into making rash or immediate decisions. So, uh, I, I rule nothing out as far as Bill Belichick, but. This being a mayo, yes. This being a mayo discussion, like mayo day. He's not going to join. Like I don't care if you're one ass cheek and three kneecaps. We will kick your ass. No, like, I thought it, it was good. And obviously, the next whoever they hired after Belichick was going to be very different than Belichick. And then it's when an you, impossible job, which is good though. Like I think they went in a way. Now I still think it's odd that in this day and age you don't at least interview other people, bring in coordinators from other jobs, sort of listen to what other people might have to say. Maybe, believe it or not, you could learn something. Instead, you go with the guy that apparently has been set up to take over this job for years now, and then you just hand it to him like the day after you fire Bill Belichick. So there is that. But even with all that said, like I do think Gerard Mayo comes across as uh, an impressive guy and mm-hmm. very different. And he even pointed out, like very different than Bill you know, he's half his age. He's a former player. That's very, like that right away are two things that just jump out to you. Like, all right, that's going to be a different thing. And in a setting like this, he's a human being, right? He's not giving you no answers. Like he's trying to answer things. Now, you mentioned how there's not a lot of uh, kind of like X's and O's or real football talk. That actually gives me a little bit of promise because I think there's a chance that the coaching staff and the roster has so much turnover on it that it'd be dumb for Mayo to sit here now and tell you like what he expects out of the team because a lot of the guys that are currently on the staff or on the roster hopefully won't be here. At least that's how I read it. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. Yeah, I I, I get a feeling that you're not going to see retread coordinators, retread personnel. You're not like he's going to put together his own think tank, his own so people that think like him in the the very in the very. Uh, I don't know, when I put together the recap of his presser today for WEI.com, the way I sort of put it together was very uh, contemporary. This was a, this presser today just reeked of 2024. It was a very modern, accessible, a little something for everyone Mm -hmm. type of, 
type of thinking. And while we don't know ultimately who's going to be pulling the strings and who's going to get like, I know again and again, people are like, okay, but who's going to like, who's going to get the final say, who's going to get to turn in the draft card. Who's going to be the one who says, this is the player we need. And there's actually some fresh audio of Mayo sitting down with Steve Burton, uh, answering some of those questions later. So he didn't address it at first, but I think, uh, with, with Burton getting the sit down. Yeah. You want to hear that right now? A little more insight. Let's hear the, let's hear that with, uh, with Steve Burton and Mayo. So Mayo did, the press conference, obviously, and then he stopped at a bunch of different media outlets and answered some questions. So here's about the number three pick, which I think is, for a lot of fans, the most important thing. Like, you got to hit on this number three pick, whether it's 10 different GMs, they they nail one guy, if it's somebody from outside the organization, inside, they need to get the player right at number three. Here's what Mayo had to say about that. How excited are you for the draft? We got the third pick in the draft. Yeah. And now it's on your shoulders. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. What I will say is this. We're going to draft the best player for a position that is very important. You put the pieces together. <laughs> so is he confirming they're going quarterback? Interesting. I mean, I think wide receiver is no, very important. Not. I think wide receiver is very important, but you think he's just so playing tackle. games? He oh, watched God. this team. He watched this team. He watched the Vidarian Low Show. He saw the Riley <laughs> Reef experience. He also saw Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi play. Yeah, and then now there's all these studies and all these different little bits of research about how, like, at this God, how people in the age of PFF, how we can all keep up with all these statisticals is beyond me. Yeah, but you know, it's all about like, oh, you got to get that top force. First round quarterbacks only club, bro. They don't do any like it's not worth anything anywhere else. Like, all right. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of good quarterbacks and there's a lot of good players in this draft. Everyone's saying it's a really stock stock loaded draft. I think he's saying quarterback. That's how I read it. But you're right. I mean, there's a lot of important positions on the field. Quarterback is still unanimously agreed. To, maybe not Belichick, but everybody else in the oh, world, yeah. fans, players, coaches alike would say quarterback is the most important position. He's definitely in inferring to QB. I agree. We're going to draft the best player for, for a position that's very important. You put the pieces together. Okay. They're taking whoever's left. They're going to wait to see who the first two picks are, and then they'll take the third guy. It's, very, it's a consensus okay. top three right now. Take the, the three. Then, I mean. They're taking Jaden Daniels or Drake May. take Jaden Daniels. Just take. That's what they're doing. Jaden Daniels. Do not take. Like, Drake May reminds me of Jordan Love. Cool. You know what this team really can't afford to do? <laughs> Sit their first-round quarterback for three years. Unless. They're going to be in a Red Soxian rebuild, in which point, in which case, Craig Breslow may as well do double GM duties. Come down, tell us they're going to go full throttle, and then later admit say. to Pete Abraham it's going to be a long term rebuild. You can clown on Aaron Rodgers all you want, but Jordan Love got to learn under Aaron Rodgers and then be coached by Matt Lafleur. So that's not exactly the same system here. That's not and exactly his playoff what debut was yeah. effing impressive. Yeah, he was he was nasty. He lights out on Sunday on the biggest stage with forty million people watching. All right, Gerard Mayo's press conference earlier today. Your guys' thoughts on it? Gerard Mayo and Robert Kraft both speaking to the media, answering a whole bunch of questions. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. The number to jump aboard. Brandon's in Boston. He will lead things off here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. What's up, Brandon? Hey guys, thanks for taking my phone call. So I think Gerard Mayo is going to do fairly well. I didn't even know he was thirty seven. So you know, I was born in eighty nine. So I'm a millennial. Wow. Um, I come from the digital world. So in the early nineteen eighties, that's when computers. Um, we're in school. So that? why are, I, I mentioned that because yeah. I, I talk about adaptation. I think that Gerard Mayo also played running back in high school and linebacker. He finished linebacker in, in his in NFL career. But what I mean by this is 
you're going to see a well-balanced team with Gerard. I don't think he's just going to cater to one side of the team where Bill just catered to the defense. You're going to see him cater to that. You're going to see him cater to the offense. You're going to see him cater to the defense. And this is what I want him to do. And, of course, he said the most position, you got to, the most important position is QB. So I want him to go get Jaden Daniels, and I want him to start the first year. You see what CJ's doing in, with the Texans, first year QB going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, you go get Mike Evans, that's going to be a free agent. You go get um, Josh Reynolds, that's going to be a free agent. You know, and, if, of course, Harrison's going to be off the board. Like, I keep mentioning him, get Joshua Cephas. You know what I mean? But – I think you're going to see a well-balanced team with Gerard, and I think they go like 10 and 7, maybe 11 and 6. Good I think you're going to have a good next Oh, my God. Team. I think, Brad, I think you're out of your mind. I think you were out of your mind. 10 and 7? They just won four games. Even if Gerard Mayo's well, good, like. One score games, Richard. And so why would Mike Evans come here? I mean, maybe they'll pay Two back guys like crazy. Yeah. The money. The money. That's what you got to do. And they're going to have to overpay a bunch of guys. Uh, other players have talked about it. Former players have talked about it. Like the Tom Brady effect, not here. Even if you thought there was some Bill Belichick effect for maybe defensive players or something, like that's not here either. Yeah, you could also so, lose guys to what if what if Jabril Peppers is like, yeah, I know I got a year left in my deal. I kind of want to go play for Belichick. So if he could just let me go, that'd be great. I mean, there's a lot of their, and not that they were flush with talent, but some of their better <laughs> players were for our free agents anyway. <laughs> flush with <laughs> talent. So the roster was trash. So... If they go from four wins to 11 wins, like, I'll eat my sneaker. Like, that's going to happen? Rich, if they go from four wins to 10 wins, if the Patriots yeah, okay, give them 10. go from, the, all right, let's say 10 let's give wins. Them 10 and they, dubs. And it's, a, and it's an absolute dogfight in the, I mean, I wouldn't, the NFC next year is going to be an absolute anchorman brawl, and I can't wait, yeah. especially where you have four teams. The, the, if the AFC North was the battle royale, of the AFC or just mm-hmm. the NFL this year, then the NFC North next year, which will have potentially four playoff teams in it, is just going to be wilding. But if Mayo can get the Patriots from four wins to ten wins, then whoever it was on last week last week on Twix who suggested that they build not just a statue to Brady or Belichick, but rather one of like the dynasty triumvirate, yeah. Kraft, Belichick, and yeah. Brady all next to each other, may as well just add Mayo right to it. Put them on there. Put oh, the yeah. statue. Build the statue now, Mr. Gorbachev. Do it right now. That'd be a new Mount Rushmore. Oh, speaking of Mount Rushmore's, I was thinking of one today as Robert Kraft was asked a couple of different times about, you know, why Gerard Mayo, why even avoid the whole process? And he talks about his his gut reality. Like that, like that, he went with his gut. And he basically put four people in the same group. So in his life, lumped together, this was how I would do the Robert Kraft Mount Rush- Rushmore. Okay. Both of his wives, Bill Belichick and Gerard Mayo. He put them all together. He said like this, he felt the same way about all of them. And he was pissed. He went back to it again that he didn't hire Belichick right after Parcells. He should have done that. So he's taking another shot at Pete Carroll there. And he was like, these, he's like, he just knew. He knew that these were the right choices. The two women in his life and now these two head coaches. He has that kind of feeling about what happened to you know? I was wondering earlier today, what happened to Ricky? Remember the, uh, I d- oh right, the one, the actress, the actress in between didn't have that same feeling. I guess, <laughs> I guess not. I guess, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I guess not. Oh, I, what a Ricky! I, gu- I guess it wasn't in there. Uh, as for Robert Kraft, how do you think Robert Kraft came across today? Um, I felt like Robert Kraft today came across uh, like he. 
took re like content that he took control of the narrative again. I feel like he I feel like he felt like he he was in charge of his football game, his football team again. Like I know he said time and again, it's my football team. Yeah. You know, uh, Bill Belichick is taking care of my football team, even though he Kraft himself has said many times, you know, he's just a steward for the region. He's just taking care of the team now. And he have, have he's a fan first and has the privilege of owning the team right now. But I feel like he was relaxed, comfortable, confident, uh, had a good time. Definitely, you know, older than whenever the last major press conference that he had was. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, uh, it's it's a tough spot. You know, Mayo, fluid, dynamic, engaging, high energy. Uh, yeah. Kraft definitely seemed like he was, like he was, he like he was having a moment. I'd even heard, Rich, get this. Yeah. I'd even heard, Kraft was so excited to to have today happen. You know, they had the media theater where Bel where Fare Thee Well Belichick took place last week. Right. Uh, and then today, this was in the the big bar area, the new bar uh, beneath the lighthouse, right? Yeah. Uh, so they're all, all pimped out, all extra fancied. I had even heard word that Kraft was ready to, like, have this, like, the day after Belichick or to get this up as quick as possible. And people <laughs> like, well, well, let's just... Yeah, the podium get cold a little bit. Jeez. Yeah, I still I'm having a hard time figuring out like the whole GM thing. And I, he kind of was like even right away because that was the first question. I think he was a little perturbed, even though it was Mike Reese asking it. And it's a great question. It's one that most people are, are fascinated to know the answer to. He's like, well, we're here for Gerard. Like, we're here for Gerard. This is what we want to talk about. But he didn't really get a straight answer on that. He also said at one point that, uh, you know, they were asked, what his role is going to be. And he said the same that it's been for the last 30 years. He's got to have nothing to do with the, with the players. Mm-hmm. And then he, which I don't even know if that's true. Like there's been mixed reporting about the Mac Jones signing and Mac Jones playing and all this other stuff. But let's just say it is true. But then he also jumped in and he was like, well, the one time we would step in is if there were like players that we didn't want coming in, like bad guys. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, like Antonio Brown and Albert Hainsworth. And Chad. we went through this whole list not too long ago. So I'm curious, like, who are those guys that they said no to? I feel like the Patriots brought anybody in. Now, they'd get rid of them if they if they felt like they, it wasn't working. But they gave plenty of players a second, third, fifth chance. So I don't really know what he was talking about there. Yeah. I, the Now, interesting to see that the player reaction today has been pretty good. I saw something, uh, Mike Cadillac, who's been doing a great job at .com, He's been grabbing people's, you know, IG stories and whatnot. Um, oh, no, the players unanimously. They, well, I should say unanimously. The players that. love Mayo. It sounds like. Yeah, that and that's I. I've heard that from yeah. people that know people that work in, you know, blah. And we've all heard it now. Of course, we can read it via social media for the players and more. Uh, but it seems like most of them loved Bill as well. So, like, this seems like one of those classic two things can be true at once. Like, you could love Belichick because Belichick's encyclopedic knowledge of the game just made you a better gridiron warrior and competitor. But also, but is there a part of it, too, where you're like, well, you look at Mayo, for example, and mm-hmm. perhaps, this is just me speculating, he was yep. a bit of a uh, a kiss butt to Belichick and then uh-huh. to Kraft, and maybe players are looking at it and saying, well, that's how he got where he needed to be. He's now my current head coach. So, yes, I loved Belichick when he was my current head coach, and now that Mayo's my current head coach, guess what? I'm also going to love that. Right, God, it wouldn't be the first time people post things on social media that they're just like trying to get like a message out there. They might not even feel that way. Yeah, you know, because some of these guys are fighting for jobs, they're fighting mm-hmm. for playing time, they're fighting for contracts. So, 
I don't know, maybe it's more important to some coaches than other. Like, I wonder if, you know, Bill was so anti and just uh, avoided social media. Now these new wave of coaches, they are going to be a part of it. They're all about it. They're all about it. They're posting themselves, and you don't think they're aware who follows them, who doesn't, who posts about them, who doesn't? I bet the hey, new Rich, wave of coaches you, does. What'd you take away from? I know we got a, uh, it's uh, radio terminology one hundred and one. Folks, yes. we're up against. Him. Oh, we sure are. But what did you take away from? Like, I, I thought the two biggest lines from him today were one, uh, the line about gardeners and how like he, yep. you know, he yep. doesn't want to like, the, yeah. he just wants to water the seeds in the garden. <laughs> and then it was a very something touching about, analogy. Uh, you know, I kind of get that. Um, but then also like. He doesn't want to teach people to think he wants to teach them how. Yeah, he probably learned that at Optum too. I, I guess was gonna, I was yeah. going to say there was this definitely felt like a little bit of a you know PowerPoint Google spreadsheet breakout session type. Like a little bit. It's very contemporary. I thought it was solid though. Like I really do. Oh, Even yeah. I'm kind of making fun of some of it. Like I did think it was nope. solid. He also was very clear to point out like titles are important. Which ah, yes. I thought that was a great line. So we have a few things that he said, and a few of the whether you think they're shots at Belichick or not, I think you could read them as. That they are, but still a lot to sort of uh, pick through the Gerard Mayo press conference with Robert Kraft and also of note, no Jonathan Kraft. So we'll get to all that with you guys throughout the night. 617-779-7937. You feeling better, worse, or the same in the Patriots offseason to this point. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. I'll just give you a little factoid. Um, In the 30 years that we've owned the team, Today, so it's really 31, this is the third coach that our family has hired. In that period, there have been 244 coaches hired in the NFL, which means an average of roughly eight coaches per team, which means there's a turnover every three and a half years in the team's We like to get continuity in our company, get the most competent people, and then try to build stability. And so before we just rush and hire people, we want to understand what we have internally. It's a long answer, but an important question. That was Robert Kraft at the Gerard Mayo press conference this afternoon. And I'll tell you, kind of an odd flex. He brought it up. Like at the end of a answer, at the end of a there's a question, he answered it, and then he then he jumps in there with like, oh, I got a quick factoid for you, and he's pointing out how they haven't hired a lot of coaches, and I'm thinking, yeah, because Belichick was insanely good, yeah, but like, it's, it's still impressive nonetheless. It is, you know what but, I mean? I mean, yeah, but it was Bill. Like uh, he's talking about how our in this twenty or thirty years, this is only the third head coach. And I'm like, yeah, okay. The first guy you hired, you fired in three years. So they hired Pete Carroll, they fired him in three years. Then you're 100% in your right to do a victory lap on hiring Bill Belichick. Like that was a that was a big W for Robert Kraft, and you had Belichick this entire time. But he's pointing out the stats of all these other coaches and everywhere else. I'm like, I don't know, you had the guy. You can do the same thing where you're like, 
all these other teams have played all these other quarterbacks. Look how dumb those teams look. It's like, well, you had Tom Brady. You had Brady and Belichick for 20 years. That's going to skew the QB coach numbers. Look at skew everything because you got the two best of all time at their respective positions. Didn't you find that odd that he sort of brought that up? Like, oh, we didn't know that he's only hired three coaches before. I was like, okay, you hired Bill. You nailed that one. The 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 Parcells (laughs) thing, and I boy, yeah, talk about uh, understanding like why uh, still steaming. uh, Bill Parcells will not be making his way to Red Jacket Central at one Patriot place in the uh, the hall presented by Raytheon. Mm -hmm. he is still mad about those 56 phone calls to Hempstead, Long Island during Super Bowl week. I think Kraft believes if he had a more focused Parcells, they would have won their first Super Bowl yes, I agree. in New Orleans the first time that they went there. He's mad, big mad about that. Didn't even mention him by name. No, I know. That was pretty. That was cold. That was, that was kind of uh, that was kind of cold right there. But uh, all right, back to the phones. What did you guys think of today's press conference with uh, Gerard Mayo and Robert Thunder Kraft? <laughs> which took place earlier today. Thundercraft. Let's go to uh, Paul in Worcester. He joins us next. What do you got, Paul? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. I'm, I'm driving around, and I was listening to you saying that you're surprised that they picked uh, uh, John Mayo without going through the interview process. And I'm kind of chuckling to myself because one of the big issues the NFL has faced over the years is, um, and what led to the Rooney Rule is more minority coaches. So now you have Gerard Mayo, who's like the perfect candidate. He's, he's a former player. He's been on the coaching staff for five years. Everyone loves him. So when they hire him, it satisfies all the, all the checklists. And, and that's why I don't think anybody really raised a fuss. If they had hired Vrabel or Jimmy O'Brien or someone else in the same process, I think there would have been a lot of pushback. But Gerard Mayo is like the perfect coach for the perfect time, and if he fits in, and I think he's going to be great. Well, I mean, to me, I would push back against him being the perfect coach. I mean, they were dead last in offense last year. Wouldn't an offensive coach be a pretty good coach for this team? Gerard Mayo might end up being a great coach. It might end up being a great hire. I just find it odd. For the first time in 25 years, you're hiring a coach, and rather than opening it up, even if in the back of your mind you're like, someone's going to have to blow this out of the water, to take the job away from Gerard Mayo. You might already have your mind made up, but all of a sudden, whoa, you might get surprised by somebody else. Or maybe there's somebody else that you know and you kind of file that away and you're like, if that guy would be interested in becoming the offensive coordinator, if that guy would be interested in becoming the defensive coordinator, whatever, mm-hmm. this was an opportunity to interview a lot of other coaching minds in the league, even if you ultimately landed on Mayo. That's, that's the only thing I'm pointing out. So, are you, so you're against or just sort of feel weird about the idea that Kraft is still playing the go with my hunch and gut card of like I should have hired Belichick yeah luckily he came back around to me four years later and I I, I jumped on the opportunity to hire him the I second just, time when I did like yeah yeah no it's that it's also the coach and waiting thing I think the coach and waiting thing is is odd because you don't know how that year or years or just the whole situation is going to play itself out and right. so he said he's going to be the coach he put it in his contract they didn't think they were going to be 4-13 and 13 and have a trash offense and no quarterback and all this other stuff. And they're like, all right, here you are. It's like, well, if the plan was, because they signed Bill to a two-year deal. So mm-hmm. if the plan was Gerard Mayo is going to be watching Bill for two years, then he's going to be the head coach, They that obviously changed too. Um, Makes but, you think that there should have been or that in a perfect world – the Kraft family and now everyone that's involved in the day-to-day operations yeah. would have liked it to have been more cooperative. Like, okay, Bill, so we all want you to get the wins record, hopefully back to the playoffs, hopefully some some more success on the way. 
Um, that doesn't seem like it's going to happen now. No. So, sadly, in order to get rid of the top priority, this is my biggest takeaway overall. Top priority is in order to get rid of some of the archaic methodology and most especially Bill Belichick, the GM and personnel evaluator, we're going to have to sacrifice Bill Belichick, the coach. And so out goes this, you know, uh, kumbaya succession plan where someone that they they think, you know, they believe and we've come to understand Bill Belichick you know, adored and was almost mentoring now almost becomes a rivalrous succession plan that left. Yeah, it wasn't a- acrimony, but it certainly was awkward. It was. And there's multiple reports about how that relationship was not good or not nearly as good as it had been this year. And you can understand why. All right. Real quick bet to George to get these picks on the record before uh, some of these night games tip off. I'm just going to go uh, in the Celtics Spurs game. Give me Victor Wembayama over 20 and a half points. No Chris Depp's Porzingis, who you would assume would be one of the guys that might be thrown on Wembayama. The Spurs are trash. They don't have a lot of other options. So I will go with over 20 and a half for Wembayama. Fitzy? Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, Pop was very sad that no, there was no Derek White tonight. And no Derek there. White as well. Yeah, yeah. That's his guy. Uh, I'm going to go out to the Western Conference. Give me something I'll likely be watching with beer in hand falling asleep on the sofa after we finish the radio tonight, Richard. I'm going to take my guy, Luka Doncic, over 32.5 points at the Lake Show. Very good. Stiz? I will stay uh, right here at home. I'll take Jason Tatum over 3.5 threes plus 105. All right. Very good. There, there are go. bets. One hour down of the program. Three hours to go as we're still going through the Gerard Mayo robert Kraft press conference from earlier today. How are you guys feeling about it now that you get a chance to hear the new head coach in his new role? 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI.